1: Other than, you know, the basic fact that all our minds really are eternal, for me, the most exciting thing that afterlife research reveals to us is the fact that our own personal minds are immensely powerful. You and I are quite literally part of creating the world that we see around us. That's true. And there are, of late, there are some wonderful teachers and seers who have been helping people to discover the powers of their own minds with some exciting results. In recent months, we've featured a number of interviews with authors who have learned how to use the the powers of their minds, and they've written books to teach you and me how we can do the same things. The powers of our minds, I should just say parenthetically, have been known since at least the time of Jesus. When he healed someone in the Gospels, remember, he often would first ask whether the person being healed believes that Jesus can do the healing. and. When Jesus gets an affirmative response, he touches the sufferer and says the healing has happened, and it has happened. He often then says something like, your own belief has healed you. Those healings by Jesus were, in fact, an amazing demonstration of the power of every one of our minds. And we also know that the reason why we are on earth is so we can learn to raise our personal consciousness vibrations away from fear and toward more perfect love. We know that the higher we are vibrating, the more powerful our minds are at affecting this reality. The teachings of Jesus can help us to do that beautifully, but there are other methods that work as well. So our guest today is again Brandon Beecham, who describes himself as a podcaster, entrepreneur, author, philosopher, and truth seeker. Among other ventures, he does the Positive Head podcast with the aim of helping his listeners maintain an elevated consciousness and incorporate good mental habits into their daily lives, really make the most of their own lives. And he does it, it I think he still is doing it every day, which astonishes me. I barely manage to do it once a week. To help people create more of what they want to do in this world, in January of 2021, Brandon released his first book. It's called The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And in it, he shares what he says are the eight keys of abundance. When he was with us in June, you may recall, he shared four of those keys and frankly, he was such a ball of fire and I so much enjoyed listening to him. We only got through four. So he's back with us today, which is lovely of him, just to talk about those other for Brandon welcome I'm so glad to have you back with us today
0: thank you for having me again Roberta I appreciate the opportunity to connect and share again
1: this is going to be fun some people though may not have heard your own introduction last time so could you please Mm -hmm. just tell us very briefly how come you do everything and how did you decide to do that and what brought you to today
0: hmm Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I'll give you the cliff notes. You know, I was was raised in a very conservative, uh, typical, uh, I guess, Christian household uh, in Virginia. And uh, let's see, I, I, you know, early 20s, I was exposed to someone who claimed to have some intuitive or psychic ability. And I was just really surprised by what I sort of witnessed. And it, it just... Opened me to the idea that there could be something beyond what I had been sort of spoon fed my whole life, uh, in regards to how, how reality is structured and, you know, this idea that there is a, uh, a, a white man on, on a throne with a long beard who wants to judge me. And, yes. <laughs> and so no, I, I, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, you know, started exploring and, and I can only think, Roberto, because it's my, my dharmic path that as I started to, you know, this is the mid-90s, reading uh, things that, you know, books and so forth. This, before we had so much connectivity in social media and things like that. So it was, you know, reading uh, books that were out there about the ultimate nature of reality and sort of uh, alluding to the oneness of all things. And um, I was just, you know, as I explored these concepts, I was, it was, became I can only think because it was my dharmic path to do what I do now that it was just like, oh my gosh, of course, this is how it's structured. How can, everyone yes. not see and feel this, you know? Yes. So then yeah. I, I, I proceeded to just talk to anyone who would listen about it until their ears bleed. Um, and <laughs> right. my poor friends and family, you know, uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, for many years, it was like, okay, what are you smoking? Or, <laughs> you know, this is interesting. And then people would go about their daily life. And yes. what I've witnessed, and I'm sure you have as well, is as these ideas have become more mainstream and prolific. And, uh, you know, it seems to be uh, apparent that there is an awakening of sorts happening um and so kind of seeing that view over the last 25 years has been really fascinating and in the last six years is when i really started stepping out as a uh person that teaches best what they most need to learn uh on my own you say that again
1: because that's beautiful you teach best what you most need to learn i love that
0: yeah that's very i I, I,
1: but I love it all the same that's really beautiful.
0: yeah yeah, it really is. You know, I think we all play the teacher and we all play the student at different Absolutely times. Absolutely right. And, yes. you know, getting – the more you know, the more you realize you don't know as oh, well, yes, I would that's say.
1: Oh, yes, another one. You know, I, could, I, I remember this from last time. You, you say things repeatedly that I wish I had a <laughs> pencil in my hand to write down.
0: That's like... There's, I definitely have a lot of uh, uh, Brandonisms or I also <laughs> like to refer to myself as a thought leader DJ. So I like to, to field, spin and mix. Yeah, yes, spin and mix up. There's so many great. I'm just such a sucker for good quotes and sayings and plays yes. on words and that kind of thing. So, That's um, so yeah, I, it really is. A, you know, six years or so ago, the, the the big turning point for me when I launched the Positive Head Podcast, which um, you know is is I've been super blessed to uh, reach you know a large audience. It's you know north of 15 million people have have tuned into it at this point uh, over the years, and we do five days a week. Myself and my um, co-host, Dr. Erica, does Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So um, it's been such a blessing to have that outlet, and I know my friends and family appreciate it too because now people can opt in to listen to me as opposed to be forced um, (laughs) as in the past. You're no
1: longer ruining breakfast, I guess, so that's a good thing.
0: Exactly. And it's quite the conversation with my father who is still very conservative Christian. You know, I love how you you uh referred to Jesus and sort of the, the, the ideas that Jesus taught. I, I fully agree <clears throat> that, you know, when I look at my interpretation of the things Jesus supposedly said that, you know, were documented in the Bible and um of course you know we we know that there was some editing that went on and interpretation yes. and they right. they didn't have uh they didn't have audio recorders it turns out you know uh back yes. then so um so uh you know exactly what was said uh who's to say for sure but i, I think even the things that are recorded really um you know it, it it's really saying a lot of the same things that um people like myself are saying now, you know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm out there saying, Hey, I, I'm one with source consciousness. I am, I am God, but don't, but that doesn't make me, you know, egotistical because so are you. We all, it's all source. And you know, what was he teaching? I and the father are one. I am, I am God. That's what we're literally when they put him on the cross, that's what they said. They said, we're going to, you know, we're going to, uh, kill you because you claim to be God. And, and he, he, you know what his defense was? Is, isn't it written in your old, you know, teachings in the Old Testament, what's called the Old Testament now, uh, ye are gods? So I, I always use that one with my, you know, with my father, who, you know, I think with a lot of conservative Christian uh, ideal, uh, ideals and um dogma, it seems like, to have put Jesus on this pedestal as the conduit to our divinity. And really, I mean, even his last defense was, hey, hold on. I know I'm saying I'm God, but isn't it written that ye are yeah, gods, you know, is. plural? Like, right. um, and, 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 and then he would go and say, you know, you will do greater things than I. With the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. That's, yes, you know, course. law of attraction and belief. You know, as you referenced, if you believe it, uh, you, you know, be it to see it, <laughs> believe it yeah. to to, to, yeah. to dream it into reality. These are all things that we're teaching now. He, didn't, he wasn't but a Christian. But none of them are
1: taught by Christianity. I think it's very important to make that point. Mm, Christianity yeah. it does not listen to Jesus, and that's very upsetting. Uh, if you think you had a problem with your family – my husband is still a Catholic – my husband, mm. nearly 50 years, when he first realized what I was teaching, this is, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, he started telling mm-hmm. me I was going to hell. He was very sad about uh, that.
0: I hear that too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Do you really? My dad's very sad. I always tell him if he'll just send me a drop of water across the the, the, oh. the, the gulf. <laughs>
1: You know. <laughs> My husband too has great credit. No longer believes I'm going to hell. He has grown quite a bit, but he still goes to mass every Sunday. They have their mm. hooks in him big time. Anyway, sorry I digress. So, so what what you were trying what you're trying to do with these keys really is to give people. We'll take, you, you, you'll say it better than I could. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
0: So really, you know, for me, 25 years of deep exploration of the ultimate nature of reality and spirituality and, and sort of, you know, it's one thing to understand this stuff theoretically, right? Like, uh, you know, okay, I'm one with, course so i'm i'm god the consciousness that animates your form is the consciousness that animates my form the separation between us is illusory in nature right. there's only one of us in the room everywhere i go i'm there waiting for myself okay <laughs> great I, I get it right, that right. that makes a lot of sense theoretically now uh, how do you apply this these truths in in a real world application you know mike tyson said it said it best everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face and uh, so, so so you know i mean for me it's been understanding this in theory 25 years ago then it's you know um throw throw something challenging my way and watch me you know r- you know jump up and down and rage like a like a wild banshee at times in in the, in the past and over time just getting a little bit better a little bit more refined a little bit uh you know um, clearer uh, in my own spiritual maturity and emotional maturity as a being to be able to navigate these challenging seas. You know, I always say um, smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor, and we all came to be skilled sailors. So we, we, yes. we, are, we are getting these challenges. We are getting these uh, rough waters at time. And so that's really what the golden key is for me. Um, m- you know, subtitle is Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And when I refer yes. to abundance, I ref- I- I'm referring to all of the, you know, not not just Monergy, um as most Monergy. people think of abundance. <laughs> It's, you know, that's just one form of of abundance. There's, you know, or a symbol, even a reflection, if you will, of abundance. I mean, the greatest form of abundance, I would say, is time, you know, um, health, I would say, I would put above. There's probably a billionaire out there who would trade any, all of his resources to have a, you know, 21-year-old body with no sickness and, you know, flat broke, you know. Um, So um, it, it really is. You know uh, w- what I talk about in the book is uh, hey hey over twenty five years of exploring and, and trying all this stuff on for size um, you know what I found is abundance is our birthright, it is the quintessence of our being, it is the essence of the essence it's who we are one with all of the abundance that exists in all its many forms. Um, Yes. You know, in, in, throughout time, space, and beyond. So let's start turning the faucet up some, shall we? And how, how have I learned as, as I continue and continue to learn? What are yes. sort of some of the keys that I've, that I've, I've found to, to help with, with, you know, navigating into the greatest and grandest version of myself?
1: And so, so, we, so we, 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 we did keys one through four. Everyone, it's, mm-hmm. I believe in the middle of June was, was when mm-hmm. that podcast went live. So what mm-hmm. I want to do now is tackle the fifth key. And I really mm-hmm. hope we can get through the, these four. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, Wait, you what? might have to like have to do me up another and, one. and get know, me back on track.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, so the fifth key is entitled "B B B," and <clears throat> you quote Lo Tzu the great Chinese philosopher and reputed author of the Te King. I studied all this in college a million and a half years ago. Um, mm-hmm. He understood the importance of living in the present moment. And he said, if you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you're living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. But of course, there never is a past or a future. There's only the present. So talk about
0: right. that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that, that is really the thing, you know, I, I titled this one BBB because um I, you know, my own, one of the things that I have a lot of and I share quite a bit in the book is synchronicities and signs and sort of winks from the universe that I, I believe we, we start to get ever increasingly as we, uh, come more into alignment with our higher self and our the greatest and greatest version of who we can potentially be. And so, you know, I've gotten to be pretty um, proficient at recognizing these signposts and synchronicities and serendipities and things like that. And so one of the things that I I think is fascinating is when you see, um, you know, how the universe has such a sense of humor with um you know naming convey- a lot of times like hidden in, in plain sight is you know like abracadabra translates to "I create as I speak." so when we're speaking when we're writing words, we're spelling, we're casting a spell, and you know things like that I just find fascinating when you can see these double meanings that that are kind of right below the surface or even with people's names. And that's what I talked about with in this chapter at the very beginning is, like, look at, you know, as an example, sometimes in people's <clears throat> birth name, I think it was kind of encoded part of their path. like Bernie Madoff, the greatest Ponzi scheme prolifer- proliferator <laughs> yes. of all time. He, and, and he, 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 you say he burned out. everyone and made off with their money, right? Like, isn't that amazing? Or, when, when, you know, or, talk, or, talk about,
1: um, um, what is her name, Bob? Talk about her. What did she do? Oh,
0: oh. <laughs> That's uh, you know I haven't even thought about her. Um, I think wow. Oh. Hysterical. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, she or or Anthony Weiner, you know, the yes. congressman who yes. had a fall from grace by exposing himself. You know, it's like uh, you can't make this stuff up. So for me, so for the rank, me, the I, moment, st-
1: I think. Yeah, everyone, go look up what she did. We don't want to say it. In yeah. Our clean podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's whew that's quite the 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 path
1: anyway <laughs> oh my goodness
0: so so for me i started looking at my own name like okay is there something encoded here i'm like oh my last name is Beecham, be a chum, and i feel like part of my journey yeah, is to chum. be a friend be yeah. a friend to the world you know and uh and i i can see that encoded but the the other thing that i i've noticed you know um early on is my initials are b b b and so if you oh, talk to my parents, yes. if you talk to my parents from the time I was two, three, four, you know, they'll tell you they would try and hold me on their lap and I would squi- squirm and, you know, wrangle myself out of it because I had somewhere to go, something to do, people to see. You know, just sitting and being still and being in the present has always been something that I, you know, I really had to work at. I was always so, you know, planning and, you know, scheming what I'm going to do next and how I'm going to do it and where I'm going to go. And 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 then I also can be very nostalgic, you know, for the past at times, you know, um, in relationships and things like that. I've always appreciated my partners much more after they're gone. Um, so for me, it has um, it has really uh, it become apparent that, OK, you know, the biggest one of the biggest lessons I have in my own journey is learning to just be. And really, I think there's a reason that some of the greatest spiritual texts of the last century, you know, are, you know, the power of now or be here now. You know, um, you have some of these great works because it really strikes a chord with who and what we are that all of, you know, there is no past. You, you, You can tell me about it. You can show me, you know, images, reflections, pictures, but it's never quite like you remember it. The That's future right. certainly never comes exactly like you imagine it, and um, you know. Meanwhile, w- whenever we're doing this, like Lao Tzu said, we're we're whenever we're caught up in these, you know, in the past or in the f- the future, we're doing so at the expense of the present. Yes, and the present is speaking of words encoded. The present is a gift. That's that right. is where the gift lies. Yes. And so, so once you start realizing, okay, all of my power comes from bringing my awareness to the present as fully as possible, then you start to get into this um, this flow of, oh, okay, it, it, if if it's all happening for me, not to me, whatever is in front of me in the present, it, out of all the possible things that could get, exist throughout, you know, all the imagine the infinite variations of what could be happening in this now moment, right? Yes. And, Out of all of those things, this is the most suited for me to lead me to the next greatest and greatest version of myself, whether it's I'm I'm in a mundane moment at the office. Uh, In this case, we're having this conversation about the ultimate nature of reality. This is somehow a always a um, jumping off point uh, trampoline into the next greatest and grandest version of myself. So if I can start to view my reality from that perspective, now I can say, oh, okay, this may not even be my highest excitement. There may be, it may be mundane what's happening from one perspective. And what if this moment is as divine as any other moment ever has been, could be, or will be. And from it, there is a, um, it, it, it there's some, there's a gift for it in me, uh, for me and in my job is to bring my focus fully here now so that I can unlock that gift. And then you start moving through a lot of the mundane things. So imagine instead of resisting the thing that you hate, you know, that you've decided you hate or whatever, I'm going to wrap my arms around it and embrace it and look for the gift in it. Okay, so that
1: that goes to – that's true. Like I I want to move – I'm trying to – keep us on track. I'm not sure there even is a track, which is part of my problem. Good
0: luck. <laughs> I
1: just listening to you.
0: You deserve but a medal to try and do that with me.
1: <laughs> chapter six is called Trust the Mystery, and I love this. Mm-hmm. Everyone, listen to this. A Chinese philosopher said, the, who I can't pronounce his name, but he said the bad news is you're falling through the air, nothing to hang on to, no parachute. The good news is there is no ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. That. Talk about yeah. that.
0: Yeah, you know, I I, I, I love to uh, pluck things from funny and obscure places. So Trust the Mystery came from my favorite television show of all time. It's called Star Trek Discovery. And it's a it's an, it's the newest version of Star Trek. I've never considered myself a big Star Trek fan, per se. I mean, you know, it's it's fine. I, I probably preferred Star Wars. And this new Star Trek Discovery that came out in the last Three, four years uh there's several seasons and it's amazing highly recommend it um and it's uh so i'm watching that and watching the development of the main character michael burnham and seeing her being the science-centric highly rational cosmic explorer uh you know who assumes everything mysterious ultimately has a scientific explanation and over the course of the seasons she starts to her outlook slowly shifts she starts to say, realize, hmm, you know, maybe there's more going on here, and you know, at a, at a key moment where she needs to take a huge leap of faith, um, she turns to her crew crew, mem- crew members just before a leap into the unknown and says, "Trust the mystery," and um. that to me just rang out like such a bell of truth, you know, and it's like, yeah, this that that is a big big part, and and once again, what did sages like Jesus talk about faith, right? Faith is such a key component of, um, you know, religious uh, ideology. And so learning to trust that once you come to the 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 perspective that uh, everything is happening for you, not to you. And yeah. you don't necessarily need to know all the where's, why's and how's. You know, it's like I, I, I it really serves me to think of it like, OK, my human self has X amount of knowledge, perspective, that, you know, it, it, it and therefore I, I can make decisions and have, uh, goals, desires, expectations based off of my level of awareness. But I also need to, 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 to be, be real with myself that I am, uh, you know, in a sense, um, my, my human self is playing checkers, but my higher self is playing chess.
1: Yes. And, perfect. and
0: so. So when you understand, like, okay, this thing, I set a goal or an aim to go in a certain direction, and I wanted this to unfold because I thought it was for my greatest good. But, oh, something totally different happened. Yes. Okay. Well, I know know enough to know it's happening for me and that my job is to move into trust. And the lump of coal – May, it may look like a lump of coal at first, but it's really a diamond in disguise waiting yes. for me to get the, the message and the, the, the gift from it. And that may take a day, a month, a year, a lifetime. But I, I trust the mystery of what's happening. I know at the end of the day, the, 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 the game is being played in a way that's leading to my expansion. And when you move into that, um, you know, that zone of experience, you can't go. It doesn't mean you won't ever be mad or sad or angry or you know, any of those things, those emotions, but they're, they're going to be much more fleeting. They're going to come with like a, and I know it's happening for me. And my job is to find, you know, how gracefully I can walk through the fire is really what this is about. And, um, so I can't go long down the road of, you know, anger, agitation, or, you know, without now having trained myself to, and Brandon, this is, trust it it's happening for you and and i believe a master is someone who does just that they they embrace whatever shows up because they know it's exactly what they need to yeah. lead them to the next greatest and greatest version of themselves i mean let's talk about jesus again when he was aware that he was going to be crucified supposedly he did he wasn't re- resisting or fighting or angry it was like okay i surrender to this process that this is happening for for, for a good reason ultimately and uh that is uh that is a really powerful way to navigate reality. Instead of swimming against the the, the current, you know, uh, yeah. you're you're learning to gracefully surf uh, the waves that come your way.
1: I I think that this is very important because. Um, I hear from many people, and many people have had their lives derailed in one way or another often it 's someone they love died, or uh, they 've had they 've lost a job or lost a career or something and they really do feel that it was a terribly bad thing that happened um, and And What I try to do is help them to see it just and even before I read your book. Um, I, 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 you could almost even, as it, someone with a little different perspective, see in what the story was they were telling, what they were supposed to be learning and why it was going to be a good thing. I just had one of my – I'm still practicing law. One of my clients just suffered a fire in their in their plant. I can already see how that's going to be a fountain of blessings for them. Fortunately, it was hurt. But people, people will often see these things as tragedies when they're not at all. They're the door to a much better future than we could have dreamed for ourselves so great. I, I totally totally am with you on this one that's that's beautiful that's have,
0: have you ever heard the story of the Taoist farmer
1: no go ahead tell it
0: okay so it's a great story that really kind of I think will solidify this perspective um, so you know of course Taoism being this ancient philosophy that's very closely aligned with all of these concepts right and um, that we're talking about here today and um, so there was a Taoist farmer who one day his he had one horse that he used to help uh you know plow his fields and his horse ran away and his non uh neighbors who didn't really have this more expansive perspective on reality saw this and you know they're they're thinking very much plain checkers right uh, <laughs> like oh oh wow neighbor we can see that you your horse ran away and that was That's your one true. horse that you you needed yeah to Plow your field. You are screwed, right? What a, what a disaster. Uh, the Dallas farmer, understanding all these concepts we're talking about, said his response, maybe so. The next day, the horse returns, and a wild horse followed it back. So much to the surprise of the, the neighbors, they see this and they're like, oh, my gosh. They come over, wow, we thought you were screwed, and now we're, see how blessed you are. You have double the horsepower. You can work yes. twice as fast. What a gift! Yes, Dallas Farmer, being unattached and you know (laughs) trusting the the process, however it unfolds, says "Mm, maybe so. Maybe Maybe it is. The next day, his son, his only human helper, tries to tame the wild horse, uh, mounts up, gets thrown, breaks his leg. And the neighbor's witnesses come over and say, oh, my gosh, we thought you were screwed because your horse was gone. Then we thought you were blessed because you had a second horse. Now <laughs> right. we know you're screwed because without your human helper, your son, to help plow your fields, you're done for. Callous <laughs> Farmer says, maybe, maybe so. so. <laughs> then The next day, the military comes around to gather up young men to take off to war that will be in the front line sure to die they come to gather up the farmer's son who's of perfect age they find him laid up in bed with a broken leg he's of no use to them they pass him by and as a result he lives neighbors come <laughs> over oh my gosh what, what a, a
1: blessing. gift.
0: maybe so <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but that's true isn't it we just yep. never, never know. never know but if you, you treat know. everything as if it's a gift
0: it isn't like over if you haven't love. won.
1: Yes. It, it's um, Sooner or later, if you always can see the gift, um, sooner or later, I think that the gifts in our lives win. Our lives are much richer and more more powerfully full of love than any of us ever realizes. Or, as John Lennon puts it, love what comes. That's Chapter 7. See how I'm trying to segue
0: mm-hmm. you here? Mm. Very, very well done. Very <laughs> grateful. Yeah, I like to – I uh, actually remixed – uh, John Lennon at the, the top of the, uh, <laughs> the seventh key love what comes it's, uh, it's it says John Lennon remixed by Brandon Beecham and the quote is <laughs> love is the answer now what was the question
1: oh yes exactly exactly and
0: it is uh it is cliche and it is true As love course, is truly, says, you know,
1: love is everything that happens is either love or a call for love so whatever happens mm, love yep. is the answer that's right.
0: Yep. That's and and right. there are two basic motivating forces. You know, John Lennon also talked about fear and love. Yes. Um, when when we are afraid, we pull back from life. When we're in love, we open to all that life has to offer, uh, you know, and, and we can see the difference this happens, what this does to us biologically and, you know, all the things, you know, F-E-A-R, forget everything and run or face everything and rise. And so... You know, I actually talk about this idea that Richard Rudd suggests that's incredibly empowering the notion that fear is safe in this chapter. So it's really it's like, okay, I'm going to uh, face everything and rise. I'm going to speak my truth, even if my voice trembles. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring, you know, I, I, I talk about spiritual alchemy being the 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 process of sifting and shifting perspectives on whatever's going, going on in our lives until love arises. And yes. when we bring that, uh, that quality to every experience and, and, and sometimes it, it, it's certainly a process to get there, right? I don't want to yes. say that you're never going to be, um, hurt or, you know, reactive or any of those things. But what I, with me, what I do is, just, I, I literally can see the process sometimes when, you know, uh, I've had a, something happen in my life in the last month or so that you know, really led to a bit of agitation and aggravation and disappointment and some of these emotions with someone in my life. But oh, as I sit with it and I continue to just sit there and sort of gestate on it and work on it, do, do the work, right, on, on this thing, it's slowly but surely navigating myself and my relationship to the experience to a loving place. Yeah. And, um, when you do that, then, you know, it's like, it's the ultimate power. I mean, nothing really can stand in the face of, of love. It, it dissolves everything, uh, in a good way that's maybe a barrier. And so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, my, my friend Matt Kahn says, um, uh, whatever arises, love that. And that's another, you know, oh, way of beautiful. saying, you know, yes. love, love what comes. And, um, when you start to take in, and and make that, you know, a part of your, your core operating system, or, you know, like, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Michael Singer, um, in his book, The Untethered Soul, he talks about how, you know, this, whenever our heart is open, like you can, let's say you smell a smell that, you know, your grandmother's cooking from her childhood, and it was a great memory, your heart opens, you're expansive, you're now uh, in a heart, when your heart is open, it's not just a uh, a a valve or pump that's physical. It's, it's, it's also a spiritual, you know, center, right? And when you are open hearted, you're allowing, you're connected to source and you're allowing that, uh, unending force to flow through you. When you close your heart, let's say you smell a smell that reminds you of an abuse situation. Your heart closes. Now you have cut yourself off from source and now you're operating on fumes, right? So once what he talks about in the untethered soul, how the only game in town is that you learn to most people are, are, are opening and closing their heart all day, every day based off of external stimuli. If this happens, yes. I'm happy. If this happens, I'm sad. If this happens, yes. you, you, you're really driving a Ferrari and you're like stomping on <laughs> Stopping, the gas and then yes. the brake.
1: The know, exactly right. Exactly right. Yep. Yes.
0: So the only game in town is how do I keep my heart open? How do I be in a loving state? Then your cup can overflow. Then you start to see it ripple out everywhere around you, and uh, true, you truly become a fountain of abundance in this way.
1: Beautiful. That's just beautiful. Now, let's talk about the golden key. I won't even mm-hmm. read an intro. I just need you to tell us mm-hmm. a beautiful story.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the golden key is the the eighth key, the the, the master key that sort of ties them all together. Uh-huh. Master the U Niverse, the Y O U Niverse, uh-huh. and uh, I I I love this one too because it's like literally a throwback to my favorite toy as a child was Masters of the Universe characters, oh, and no. um, yes. and yes. so you know it, it's just funny for me to look back on me playing with the 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 superhero you know the star of the Masters of the Universe who fittingly lived in a world called Eternia. And, you know, he would always say as he transmuted into his greatest self, it was he would, you know, scream out, I have the power, you know. And so and then he would transmute and into this, you know, next Uh version of himself. And um, so, you know, taking on this perspective of. You are, you know, you are in your own private universe. You are the lead actor, actress, star, director yeah, of your own universe. This idea that source, God, higher self, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call it's so vast it can create a a, um, a set, if you will, that you're the star. You know, yes. um, a while back, um, a quantum physicist that I had on my podcast, Nassim Haramain, posted something on social media and it showed like a, if you can visualize a 3D graph with you know all the the node points, the graph points, and it's going, and he said, imagine this going in equal di- di- each direction infinitely, right? This, yes. this 3D graph, right? And all the node point points on it, you know, are equidistance apart and they stretch for infinitely in both directions. However, if you go to any one of the nodes and you were to stand on it, you're it's the center. It's the center of its oh. universe. Yeah. So you're a node of source consciousness. And if you think of source consciousness as being infinitely abundant, it's like, of course, it can create a, a, your own universe where everything is reflecting you back to you in some way, shape or form. And yeah. so, you know, the way I put it and visualize this is like, look, I, I'm a prop in your movie. You're a prop in mine. I'm the star here. I'm the one. But so are you in your own mood, you know, and so it's like, of course, I make it. Of course, I have the big breakthrough and the big win and the, 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 you know, if you think from this moment forward, you know, um, one of the things I talk about in the book is this idea that our lives play out at the corner of free will and destiny, right? It's destiny. Our
1: lives play out at the corner of free will and destiny. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Someone yeah, should cross so, uh, stitch uh, that and hang it on the wall. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by it. So, if if you know, we can look at. uh Time, for example, Einstein proved if you shoot me into outer space and bring me back a day later, I'm a day older and, you know, you've been dead for 20 years or whatever it may be. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. a difference in time, right? So time is, is actually illusory in nature. So your fifth birthday party is happening on another channel right now. You're just not tuned into it, just like when you're watching Channel 10, Channel 13 is happening, but you're just not tuned into it. So. Right. Um, So it's destined because it's all already happened, right? Your future self, you know, where free will comes in is I I always remember the first time I had an intuitive reading when I had my own awakening that I was talking about early on. I, I randomly went to a intuitive psychic, you know, at a mall or something in Atlanta, Georgia, and the woman said, I see you in a cold place like Chicago working in business. Now, at the time, my jaw hit the floor because I was planning to, when I finished (laughs) college, to go work for my uncle in Chicago and with his business. And then she said, but there's this whole other path and music and then, you know, California. and, And so, you know, a year later, I met someone from California and I ended up, you know, forming a band. And here we are, you know, so all these years later. So what was she seeing and perceiving in that moment? The potential Brandons as I sat in front of her. Because yes. time is illusory from yes. that she's sensitive enough to tap into, ah, based off of where this avatar in front of me, this Brandon character, is resonating, these are the two most possible timelines he could step into. So I like to say it's 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 all already happened, which is sort of fatalistic and you know deterministic in a certain way. But hold on, there's free will in there because source is so vast it can play out. Infinite versions from this moment forward. Right. There's that's many right. versions of us, and so your job becomes to step into the version that is the most rewarding, right? The one, you know, the one that's going to give the, the the greatest, you know, the greatest reward. It's the most fulfilling. Well, the good news is, no matter how challenging or grandiose it may seem, Source has been there, done that, and gotten the t-shirt because Source is <laughs> Source. It, it is infinite, and it plays out all it the is- possibilities. Yes. Now, there may be some limitation within that, like there's probably not a version of reality from this moment forward where, you know, I play the center, you know, of the Los Angeles Lakers or something like that. But, you know, there is certainly a lot of room for potential Brandons from this moment forward. So I want to step into alignment with the one that is the most rewarding, the most fulfilling. And the way we do that is I I say we be it to see it. You know, most people are doing something like work in order to have something like money in order to be something like happy. But right. actually right. there is no out there out there. It's reflecting you back to you. So you be something like happy and then you find yourself doing and having things that are a reflection of that happiness. And so this is wow, a game profound. like That's true. Yeah, it it really is. And so so the game is is like, yeah, I I'm in I I'm the star here. I'm I'm in, you know, my own private universe. And it doesn't make me better or superior. It's all me. Everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. And so, you know, I'm actually, hum- it's actually humbling because I, I say, oh, okay, everyone else, perhaps, these props in my movie, they're the, 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 ma- the master and I'm the student. It's teaching me, the guy cutting me off on the road, flicking me off. Oh, huh, what is this showing me about myself? Why did I attract this? They don't know that they're necessarily teaching me what I need, but I do, you know, and so you start navigating and and it brings a sense of humility into it that's necessary because otherwise ego can really get in the way of, of you experiencing it to the fullest.
1: Absolutely. And ego is our true enemy because ego keeps us afraid and closed in and it keeps us from experiencing all the possible Joy that we can have in our lives. It may not be the life you planned, but it's the Mm. life that you will end up being most fulfilled in if you will just let go and let God. I really think that's what my own experience is too.
0: EGO, edging God out, or everybody's greatest obstacle. And you know, people people will say ego is the enemy. I I don't quite agree with that, although I know why people land there. I I believe it's meant to um, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a necessary part of my human experience for me to experience, uh, you know, uh, this avatar, Brandon Beecham, I needed the ego characters. I needed the ego part of it. You know, the separ this, this illusion of separation, it was necessary. I think where the ego becomes problematic is when it's not used in its proper, uh, balance, right? It, it, it's what helps to, um, keep me aware of my 3D reality and understand what it means to be different in some way, shape or form from you. You know, so it can be confusing for people because there's, you know, these relative truths. You and I are separate. That's true. You and I are one. That's true. What vantage point are we speaking from? So from the vantage point of separation does exist. And uh, I'm experiencing as this, you know, auto- uh, apparently autonomous being ego is a necessary tool for that me to navigate, uh, you know, successfully. The problem is, is when the, you know, it's like, if you put the wrong person in the driver's seat, you know, Sting said it, the uh, singer Sting said it best, let your soul be your pilot. And if your ego is your pilot, you're, you're really in in for a, a bumpy ride. But, um, if it's in its right context and it knows its place, then it is, um, I think actually a useful and necessary and helpful, Uh, component of our our being
1: what i understand about ego is that it is a a function of the body it dies with the body but it seems Mm -hmm. to be critical because if you didn't have ego you wouldn't be trying to keep the body alive so it's especially useful in childhood and until we sort of grow up and start to get really involved in our adult lives the problem is that if it lingers as strong as it is in childhood, it seems to limit our ability to live an adult life. Which is why I love a course in miracles so much, because if you do the course seriously and with a study group, you usually get to what they call the extinction of the ego. It isn't extinction; instead, it's where you have a crisis where the ego uh, believes it's being, you know, squelched in some way, and it makes you terribly afraid of something. And when you conquer that fear, And I did this. I saw it. It happens. When you conquer that fear, your ego behaves itself for the rest of your life. So, Mm -hmm. um, I really recommend that people do the course oh, yeah. if for no other reason, that when you get to the point where you can conquer your ego, it stays conquered. It's you still don't walk in front of buses, you're still trying to keep the body alive, but you you know you're no longer fearful in the same way ever again. And I think that's a good thing. But anyway, I think that this book that you have written is a wonderful summary of all the things that are possible for people if they will allow their spiritual self to really become involved in living their daily lives. Because so we so often live as automatons, where we're just sort of going to work, getting the paycheck, eating, sleeping. But this is how you open up. And spiritual is not religious. In fact, religions are antithetical to spiritual life. But this is a really modern way to enter your life in a spiritual way that will take you to a whole new level of spiritual growth. And so I really recommend it. I thought the, and plus it's not a long read or a hard read. Um, and well, I'd done.
0: like to gift it to them. So <laughs> well,
1: even better, the price is right. You know, that's yeah, the thing. price
0: is right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So if you the, go to, is it okay if I tell them how to get it? Of course. Of course. If you go to goldenkey.gift and use the, golden key code seek reality at checkout you can get the audio and or ebook as a gift
1: lovely all right that will be definitely in um in the in the notes so that you'll be able everyone will be able to know Uh, where to go and how to get this book but i recommend it i think it's a wonderful non-religious fully in the now fully in what's true um, way to for, to for you really to begin to grow spiritually as you never have before so brandon i think you're just terrific thank you so much for coming back to us and to talk Aww. about the second half of your book
0: thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure as always and uh yeah thank you for all the work that you do as well
1: everyone Again, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm so glad you could be with us today. Don't you think Brandon's fun? Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get what that means, wow, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be our wonderful friend, Peter Wright, and he'll be here for the 10th time. We're sort of addicted at this point. Peter is one of those people that Seek Reality listeners have told me they especially enjoy hearing from. He's a certified hypnotherapist. He helps people communicate with their own higher selves, with their spirit guides, with their past life selves. Peter can do other things, too. And next week, we're going to be discussing something I didn't want him to talk about before. As you know, I don't like to talk about the icky stuff, so we very seldom have anyone talk about the icky stuff on Seek Reality. But I've been growing up lately, and I know that we have to protect ourselves in some ways, and Peter is able to show us how to do that. Um, There are negative entities in the world. Spirit possession is no doubt it is a real possibility and it messes up a lot of people's lives much more than I ever dreamed actually in most of my own search uh, but i have i've come to accept it so next week Peter is going to talk about spirit possession talk about how to avoid it and talk about if you if you think you are having an issue with a spirit what to do about it I think this is going to be a very important conversation so please do join us next week. And, of course, this week we've been talking with Brandon Beecham, and he's been here for the second time. As soon as he writes another book, he'll be back. Brandon is a podcaster, an entrepreneur, an author, and a philosopher. In May of 2015, he launched the Positive Head podcast, which has millions of listeners. And he's just trying there, really, to... Help, help his listeners maintain an and elevated consciousness vibration and incorporate good mental health habits into their daily lives. But he makes it fun, as you can see. And in July of 2019, he began to film Positive Heads Evolution on what he refers to as a consciousness-elevating – I love this – it's a consciousness-elevating variety show, you know, think Bob Hope or whatever, called Optimistic, with M-Y-S-T-I-C as part of the word. There's a, this is an effort to continue to help people to better understand what he calls the ultimate nature of reality, and he's, of course, absolutely right, and create more of what they want to see in the world. Finally, in January of 2021, he released his first book, which is called The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. I think it's a terrific handbook, and as he pointed out, it's free. If you just go to the link that that will be in the notes to this program, you'll be able to get the book. We talked about the first four keys in June. And so if you want to go back, I think it's middle of June. um, It it was our our podcast of the week. So go back and, and listen to that one. Listen to this one and then read his book. I think you'll love it. My dear friends, please understand that we have barely, barely begun to even scratch the surface of comprehending the phenomenal powers of our own individual minds. They're not individual, that's one of the reasons why they're so powerful. They're part of the one mind that continuously manifests this universe. Brandon Beecham is a wonderful pioneer leading us into a better understanding of the power that we have to live our own best lives. As you know, my own nonfiction books are liberating Jesus, my Thomas, the fun of dying, the fun of staying in touch, the fun of growing forever, the fun of living together, and at some point, We are going to be publishing this book that's been ready for the past two years, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. My guide is holding it up. He hasn't yet told me why, but he says the time is coming. For young children, there is The Fun of Meeting Jesus, which is a beautiful picture book, beautifully illustrated. They're available on Amazon through bookstores, and the adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, any of my books, any of my podcasts, just my blog, anything at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on RobertaGrimes.com. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available all over the place and really basically wherever podcasts can be found. If you enjoy these conversations, please also consider coming on Sunday and reading my latest blog post. We, get, we have some lively discussions there, too. We can go more deeply into some topics that we only can raise, I, with during a, a, a one podcast. So, meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, never forgetting, always knowing, being certain that you are a powerful, eternal being. And you, in particular, in the entire universe, you, most of all, are infinitely loved. You've been listening
0: to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com.